0: n-e-t-s-u-i-t-e dot com slash w-t-f <laughs> all right let's do this how are you what the fuckers what the fuck buddies what the fucksters what's happening uh that's an abbreviated version welcome to the show my name's mark marin this is w-t-f thank you for listening I'm recording this during the Super Bowl. That is not an act of radical extremism in any way. It's so funny, man, on Super Bowl Sunday, like if I'm on Twitter or anything and I'm tweeting anything other than that, you know, people are like, what the fuck, man? The game's on. I don't care. And that's not even hostile. I mean, as some of you have heard me talk about, I mean, I I wish I enjoyed it. I just don't, uh, I don't, look, I am very detached from a lot of things as of late, but I've always been detached from these sports, and uh, it's nothing personal. There's part of me that wishes I was uh, wired that way, but I'm not. Uh, I'm, I hope you had a good Super Bowl Sunday and you didn't get uh, sick, and I hope you enjoyed the commercials and the games. I have no idea who won because I'm recording this, it actually might be starting in about an hour, I, I do this, you know. Obviously, the day before, so I, I hope your team did well. I hope you felt uh, excited and electrified and uh, sated by the spectacle of the Super Bowl. I, I hope that, uh, that Coldplay was entertaining and and the commercials were everything they were anticipated to be. And I just, I really hope it was a great American Sunday for all of you who en- who enjoyed and engaged with the excitement of uh, one of our national pastimes. And I know that you might be projecting a bit of condescension in my voice. It is not there. I mean, what do I know? What do I know? How did I spend the day today? I had a, a wonderful guest over here. I don't even want to tell you who came over, but it's very exciting. Uh, I spent uh, 11 to 12 to 1 in the afternoon with him talking here in this in the garage. And I sat on my deck and I had... I had a cheese tortilla thing that I made in my toaster oven and thought about shit. And I realized that uh, I was not asked to any Super Bowl events and I'm not complaining as I've complained before but not really complaining just stating the fact I don't get asked much out and I realized I realized people I realize I have a limited social life. I realize that says something about me. I realize that I am a bit isolated in a way. I do not hang out that much, but I do cherish the times that I, I, I am able to hang out, like last night, you know, at the comedy store, you know? Look, I got friends. I think most of my social life happens here on the mics, as some of you know. Uh, today, we have the wonderful Pete Corrielli, comic from New York, who I always like seeing and uh, talking to. He's a great guy, very funny guy. This is a comic day, stand-up comic day on WTF with Pete Corrielli comics the beautiful thing about the community of comedians is that i don't have to have friends necessarily i don't have to spend time with people if i go to the comedy store and i see the comics that i've known for decades some of them some of them for years we hang out and i feel connected with my community and my people and we talk and we have a lovely time and that's uh, that's my social life that and hanging out with the girl the painter the sarah and I was actually, about a week ago, I was like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm tired, man. I, I got no new stand-up. I don't know what I'm going to do. And then I just book myself. This is always the way it goes. You know, I'm consumed with the work. And then I got to work more. Because in my mind, no matter what you think of me or what you think about what I do or if you like any of it, uh, I'm a stand-up comedian at heart. And that's what I set out to do, and that's what I make myself do. I have to be in shape. I have to get up on stage, maintain that connection with an audience so fear doesn't set in. You got to stay in that dialogue. And I wasn't feeling great uh, like on Saturday. It was not uh, not really – I shouldn't have been working because I'm doing 12- to 13-hour days on set. On weekends, I got to do what what everyone else who has a job does, and that's get caught up and – do the book work and the shopping and everything else on the weekend. Relax. But I put in for three spots at the store, at the comedy store. And I got to tell you, I don't know if I can repeat this enough. The comedy store is really the only comedy club to uh, to go to when you're in Los Angeles because it is a, a, it it maintains its integrity as this weird dark palace of hate and humor to this day in all three rooms. It remains Perfectly authentic to what it was going back to its inception in the early 70s. The Laugh Factory is, why go there? No reason. The improv, no reason. Just go to the comedy store so you can feel what it feels like to be in a real fucking place because there aren't that many real places anymore. In the comics, it's sort of the the inmates run the prison in a way. Yeah, there's management, and yeah, there's people in charge, but you know, everybody who's working the door, everybody who's hanging around, mostly comics. And it's, it's just a it's just a beautiful madhouse of of comedy and weirdness, you know, and and every time i go in there i'm like, oh my god. It's just part of my heart that lives here. I don't know if you know how we live really. Comedians or what you think we we all are in relation to each other or how much we socialize or whatever, but when it comes right down to whatever our presence is in the public sphere or you know what podcasts we are on or or, or what you think our point of view is, you know, at the end of the day, and you know, sitting in the fucking dressing room, you know, we're comedians. and and last night I just I didn't feel well, and I thought I was just going to go hit and run and do my spots and come home. But you know, I ran into Brian Scalero, fucking hilarious guy. Um, and I hadn't seen him in a while, so we started talking. Tommy Rhodes was hanging around. I go back to San Francisco with Tom, and you know he's here now, and he's hanging around. In the main room, I brought up Sebastian. So backstage, backstage in the main room, and this is like, you know, there's no, this is comics territory, you know? So it turns out it's like me, Brian Scalero, Anthony Jeselnik, Tom Rhodes, we're all hanging out, talking in the back, uh, back room of the main room. Morgan Murphy comes in, hangs out for a while. We're talking about comedy. We're talking about family. We're talking about... You know, other comics who aren't doing that well. Shout out to Keith Robinson. Heard you had a little health issue. We all love you, man. Get better soon. Joe Rogan comes in. Now he's part of it. And we're just laughing and we're just talking. Sure, we're, you know, we're gossiping a bit. But, you know, this is my community. This is who we are. And this is where we have a great time, you know, just kind of bullshitting. And I just, I, I hope people realize that, that, you know, despite whatever you think we are separately, you know, most of the time when we all get together, we, uh, we're, you know, we're, we're coworkers in a way and we're comrades and we're, you know, we're having some fucking laughs. It was so exciting for me that I got, for whatever reason, I got Sebastian laughing last night. And it's like, I still get excited about that because him and I, you know, it's not, again, we don't hang out and we're sort of different. I've talked to him here and and I think he's a very funny guy and a quirky guy, but you know when you get another comic laughing it's a it's a pretty uh it, it's probably one of the best experiences <laughs> as a comedian before we get to the conversation with Pete Corielli, I want to mention that his most recent stand-up special let me tell you is still airing on Showtime and available uh, on Showtime on demand so uh this is me and Pete Corielli hanging out in the garage <laughs> Raj. Pete Corielli, Mark Maron,
1: dude! I'm psyched, man! I know you know that, though. (laughs) I even, listen, I was like, do I bring it up, do I not bring it up? Now I'm two seconds in and I'm bringing it up. What? Uh, In my excitement, as you know, I'm such a fan that even way back in the day, I have, uh... I pulled out my old copy of The Jerusalem Syndrome, which I read, man. I didn't just ask for the book. I read it, me and my wife both, you know? I yeah. Had, I had you sign it. Yeah. And, you know, you said something nice about me and my wife, and then at the bottom you go, one of my favorite comics. Yeah. And, of course, it's being nice, but then I go online, I'm like, 614 episodes in, and we're just getting to the favorite comics now? <laughs> <laughs> Come but, on! But this, this whole thing, like, even being in your house right when it started, okay? You know, yeah. listen, man, you know how I, I've always... You're one of my favorites. I've learned a lot from watching you, from knowing you.
0: Yeah, early on, you were like a guy that that. And it was so funny to me because I my my sense of where you come from and where I come from. I'm like, what's this guy pulling my leg? You know, but but I knew no, you liked me, yeah. and you were real nervous about it. Yeah. But you know, I feel like we we have uh, we come from whole different lives. so I was always like, well, this is interesting. I connect with this guy. He must yeah. have something wrong with yeah,
1: him. I mean, like, <laughs> you got the approachability of an aborigine. You know what I mean? like the <laughs> comedy clubs, but. That but was but the wa- but wa- yeah but watching you though was like um I distinctly remember, like, pretty much the first time seeing yeah. you. You're on stage at the comic strip, and you're telling a story about passing a guy on the street who was clearly homeless or whatever, and he had one thing to sell, and he was holding up a copy of the game. Sorry. Sorry yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Well, wow, no one's doing it like that, man. No <laughs> one's, like, making me think and, and be was... more involved in the joke. You know, everyone else is, like, laying it out at that time. That was time. a long time ago. Yeah, but you were just... And, and just... I, everything about you, you were doing it differently. And then, of course, I was with my wife almost since the first joke we were dating. And, and you know, she's such a huge fan because the cerebralness of what you were doing. And then, on top of all that, oh, dude, the hair. You would do a bit and then you'd run your fingers through your hair. And I'm like, that just, that's just exasperating. <laughs> and lastly, I have to say, as yeah. I'm saying all this, because I'm very excited, um, one time you were at the cellar and you're doing a spot. I'm in the back watching. Yeah. And it was one of these, you know, smart, thought out, great bits. And it got a tepid response from, you know, the typical kind of crowd that was yeah. there at that time. And then I'm, I'm totally paraphrasing, but you took a pause and then you added something like, uh, and then I said, suck it. Like just something so yeah. like that. Yeah. And the whole place laughed and then you go almost half-heartedly to yourself, you go, just checking. <laughs> and it made me go, oh, wow, all right, so... <laughs> I'm just checking what, I'm. maybe that joke isn't bad, maybe it's just not right for this moment, you know, and, and all this is vindication, bro. Thank you. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, finally, Aside right? Aside
1: from everything else, when you're only, at like, the time when you were the only one believing in yourself, and then you're like. Barely. But dude, you'd be in places, right, going, am I am I fucking crazy? I mean, how are they not getting this? Yeah. <laughs> and, but, but there was always pockets of people that were really getting it, if yeah. nobody was getting right. it. And I heard you say once on an interview with someone once, you know, when I'd start to have some fans and then they'd come out to see me someplace like San Antonio and they'd realize there was very few of us. And yeah. I'd see the disappointment in their faces. And, it's weird. But it's not to them, man. It's like we know something that no one else knows and now everyone else knows, man. So I,
0: Well, thanks, buddy. No doubt, I man. appreciate it. But that's a good way to look at it. I would never have looked at it. that's the difference between me and you. I'm like, hey, Sorry. You know, I I know you came here expecting to be among a crowd of many, but it's just you four, but I'll I'll do the show, but I always look at it through the insecurity of like, uh, oh, shit, they're they're disappointed, I'm disappointed. (laughs) No, no. They were probably like, holy shit, we're the only ones here. This is going to be like having dinner with them. Well, you were so angry before people felt this
1: way about you that I
0: figured you'd be more happy when they finally did see what you (laughs) always saw. I don't know if I always saw it. I didn't know how to do it any different. There was no plan. I, you know, I just my first assumption was that uh, you know I, I'm just not, I'm not doing it right. Maybe I picked the wrong thing. You know, maybe maybe I should be a teacher. I don't know what the fuck I was supposed to do. But I had no choice in my mind. That was all. You know, I wasn't going to yeah. do anything else.
1: Yeah, and there was also always probably just enough people telling you and just just enough projects coming your way to keep to keep yeah 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 yeah, just dangling you a little longer well
0: here's another chance and also i love doing stand-up of course and the thing was is that uh this i guess that's true i just never frame it that way that it was belief in myself i just felt compelled to keep working on those goddamn jokes and to keep you know trying things and to keep trying to you know i i always believed in stand-up but you saw that sorry game that was like the first time you saw me that's like that's a long time ago.
1: Oh yeah. When man. did you
0: start going to comedy? Because were you doing stand up already? I started. I think like ninety
1: five, late 94, 95 is when I started. I was a few years out of college. Ninety four.
0: Uh, I guess yeah. that's about right. Yeah. Yeah, man. Where'd you grow up? Uh, long Island. Like, and your wife is like an English major, right? An English teacher or something. She was like, she, she you always... worked
1: at Columbia, right? Research. Yeah, very smart. She's got a master's from NYU. I always yeah, thought yeah.
0: you were an interesting couple. Yeah. I was like, you must, you like a project for her. So. Yeah, like I, I read American Psycho
1: once because there is that part of me that's into something like that, but I couldn't get through it. And I remember thinking, like, <laughs> all right, describing your your outfit for a chapter. <laughs> Who gives a shit about Huey Lewis? He's got a whole chapter on Huey Lewis. Then I meet my wife, and she's like, "Read it, you'll understand. That's the whole point." Yeah. And then I reread it, and I'm like, "Oh, this guy. All right, now I know why we're doing this Huey Lewis thing." <laughs> yeah. So, so she opened my eyes up. I, you know, I feel like when you get married, yeah. there's two parts to every man, mm-hmm. and depending on who you marry, that woman's either gonna, you know, make the good part blossom, or Is you she... know, go make the other part come out. You know. And so, did two, you did you deal with both parts? Well, no, I'm just saying I married a woman that made me work harder, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what I wanted. I didn't want to marry a woman that let me be lazy and sh- and and, and or you know crazy. And just say that oh, that book sucked. I didn't yeah. even get it. <laughs> the book was great. I mean, not even in the movie. Do you remember there's a scene in that book? Yeah. Uh, where uh, he's in the elevator with Tom Cruise. Right. And he just feels compelled to say something to Tom Cruise, and he goes, "I loved you in that movie bartender." And Tom Cruise is like, "It was called Cocktail." And Patrick <laughs> Bateman's like, "Whatever." And and at that point, I was so into the book, I'm like, "He doesn't even give a shit about." Top Cruise. <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> who wrote that? Red Easton Ellis. I yes, you did. He did. Yes, yeah. he did.
0: I talked to him on his podcast and the other one. Jesus.
1: So you grew up here? where in Long Island? Uh, a town called Oakdale out in Suffolk County. Yeah? Yeah, man.
0: But like, what was the childhood? How many kids? Full Italian?
1: Uh, half Italian, half Irish. My mom's all Irish, big drinking family. Dad's yeah. all Italian. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and like, my dad was an architect. He became a partner in the firm.
0: Oh, so that's, a, yeah. All yeah, right. My mom that's, not, was, that's not a fisherman. No, no. My mom was a school teacher. <laughs> so you grew up with
1: some brains in the house? Yeah. My father always said, you know, just go to college, get your degree. I don't give a, give a, you know, a yeah. shit what you're doing. I remember being like 24 years old, college degree. Yeah. And I was mopping and sweeping the floors at New York Comedy Club for stage time.
0: Oh, for, uh, for what? Al Disney? Martin. For Al? Yeah.
1: And during the daytime, I worked front desk at a hotel. Yeah. And then I go home and, change and I change and I did it for free. And the first night, first of all, I call my father when I get the job. There's yeah. no money involved. Yeah. I want to pay for him. Like, Dad, I'm going to mop and sweep for free, and I get to go on last every night. You know, and not once did my father go, The fuck are you doing? What are you, out of your mind? He go, Okay, good for you. Good, you do it, you know? Yeah. And the first night I did it too, Marin. It got yeah, to the point. The first
0: night you went on stage?
1: Yeah, the first yeah. night I'm working for Al Martin. I'm in the back. What of a clean. monster he was, right? Oh, a well, nice monster. Well, no, this is a good story because. The place he goes, you're always gonna go on last. And yeah. I'm sitting in the back and I'm looking through the little window. Yeah. And uh and there's a place you'd come into once in a blue moon. Right. Oh yeah, sure. I remember, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I remember yeah. you coming in too, and you'd yeah. be in the summertime. You'd wear sandals and shorts. I know. Who oh, would expose themselves <laughs> to that level?
0: I don't even put my sleeves down in front of the crowd. Just my hands and face. That's all the flesh <laughs> they're getting from me. <laughs> it was so humid. Uh, I was just, <laughs> just sweaty all the fucking time. I, at some point I was like, fuck it. Yeah, but you need the clothing to deflect them if they don't laugh at your bit. You need that. That shield.
1: I mean, you're just naked <laughs> to the world doing new bits with your toes showing. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> how, you
0: don't even know if it's about the bit. They're looking at your sandals. I didn't even think about it that much. I was God. like, I couldn't. At a certain point, the humidity was just killing me. And I was like, <laughs> I'm just kind of fucking like, how, how important could this set be at that fucking place? The mic was always <laughs> wow. broken. The sound bounced around yeah. everywhere. So the first night I'm yeah. there and I'm looking
1: through the little window and it's like two drunk kids guys left. The only ones in the crowd. Yeah. And I'm gonna go next. And, yeah. they, and they come in and they go, You're next, get ready. And I go, Nah, you know what? I'm a, I'll start tomorrow. I'll just you know I'm just getting oh, yeah, yeah. I'm getting settled in here. Like <laughs> I gotta learn my free job how to sweep first. Let me get settled in. It's like you're a joke. I mean, look at me. I'm doing two fries at once. <laughs> oh yeah. oh hey. Well, you remember all
0: the good old <laughs> ones. dude, what are you saying? I'm I telling got... <laughs> you, you're
1: one of my top five of all time. So my point is Al Martin comes in and he goes. Listen, you don't want to go up because there's two. Let me tell you, there's gonna be times when there's only one. All right, uh, you got a college degree. You're doing this for free. You yeah. didn't come here to mop my floors for yeah. free. You right. came here for the stage time. Get the fuck out there and do the stand up. You know, yeah. so at least he made me do it. You know. Yeah. They had when I worked there, and then even afterwards, they had a George Foreman grill at the podium when you walk in to pay and go through. And, yeah. and if you're on, if you're coming to the next show, there'd be a line, and yeah. you're seeing them taking frozen wings and smushing them on the George Foreman grill <laughs> right in front of you, right next to the register, breaking every code. Yeah, that to get to the point where I'd be on stage and like there's people in the front row eating them. And I'm like, did you see them cooking <laughs> them in the grill? And they go, yeah. I go, and you're eating them? <laughs> I don't even. I don't even want you to get my jokes. You don't even deserve to get my jokes, man. <laughs> you have no self-respect. Ah, I can't believe everybody's vote counts the same. Did you talk to Obama <laughs> about that? That's ridiculous. <laughs> you have in a Walmart eyeball on someone else going, so you nullify my shit? If you vote the opposite of me, I'm nullified.
0: <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, man. What are we doing? And then, oh, and then, then he had those doors with the sliding doors that weren't even real bathroom doors. And you never knew if that fucking lock would catch. Oh, I yeah. just remember one night there was like some drunky, crazy girl dragged me into a bathroom and her boat, her boyfriend was outside. And I'm like, what am I doing? i get my ass kicked. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> it was and, crazy. and like, you'd walk in there and you never could move because there was people waiting. Holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> I, man.
1: Just not
0: conducive to what you but were that's doing. That's where you started. Yeah. Yeah. But that was the whole thing. I had no, choice there was no choices I'm, and I'm happy about yeah. that no i know I mean, it makes you
1: stronger man Well, what
0: the fuck would if i would have started like you know five years ago and i didn't wouldn't even have to go f- go into a comedy club i mean i had to yeah. figure out how to get those fucking monkeys to like
1: me yeah man and they
0: were a- not there for my shit no way yeah.
1: no way man it's there was crazy. so
0: much more going on than just stand-up comedy man. yeah yeah i didn't even understand what was going on but it was messy <laughs> So you, all right, so you got brothers and sisters? I got an older sister and a younger brother. Really? Yeah. And what, yeah. what do they do?
1: Oh man, my sister's big time in a hotel chain. Uh, you know, she was uh, she's like was the head of sales at the Warwick in Manhattan, and now she's part of an even bigger chain, big big corporate. Yeah, movie. yeah. Even like when I call her. Uh, I am like she, she can't like not do the corporate. Right. They got she's got an au pair. <laughs> yeah. What more do I have to tell you, Marin? They yeah. got an au pair. That, and she brings a, her
0: on Christmas. And oh nice word for a nanny.
1: Yeah. And the au pair, uh, you know, nothing Christmas, you know, they they they're in town for Christmas yeah. and the last one we had, she's German. Yeah. And uh at one point the bread came out, my brother grabbed it right away and I'm like, you grab it before I ask What are you, a Nazi? I mean, I throw, but it's my Christmas table. (laughs) Is that on me? I mean, do I have to watch what I say on Christmas at my table because you're bringing an au pair? I mean,
0: (laughs) and we have to get her a gift on top of that? (laughs) <laughs> Did you? It's good I, seeing you, man. Good seeing you, buddy, dude. Like that was always the thing with me and you. Is like I yeah. liked watching you. I thought you were funny. You had a good style. You know, you you were like. Uh, it, it, There's a slight difference. Between you, off stage and on stage, a little bit, but yeah. it's good. Yeah. You know, the professional—it's not a professional disposition, but you've got almost like, a, 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 like we all do—you've got a, a slightly uh, uh, amplified version of what you know yourself up there, sure. And yeah. your jokes, but I always thought, like, I still don't understand how this kid likes me so much. I feel like we live in different worlds. I couldn't talk about sports with you, yeah. And I feel bad about that. I'm sorry. No, you know, I had enough people talking sports. I didn't need to
1: talk. I didn't want it to even that, even mentioning sports now with you is like I, I I don't need that from you man oh, I can't never, believe you remember that joke I know see because with me you look at me you're
0: stereotyping
1: you know maybe Italian I am. guy Long Island you know yeah, maybe. Is he's hit me with Brett Easton Ellis, and yeah. he's a fan of mine and yeah no I, but I
0: always knew that though. but then there was some point where I realized when I started talking to you and your wife that you were this sweet guy you're very thoughtful you got your own take on the world Yeah, you know you're not some idiot no yeah. I'm a prisoner in the accent <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> does your whole family have it? Yeah, I
1: mean, my dad is like, uh, he's a partner in a firm, and everyone else is like five or six other guys. He's retired now, living yeah. on a golf course, all that. But uh, at the time.
0: Is he living on a golf course? Yeah. Where?
1: Eastern Pennsylvania. Really yeah, interesting yeah, choice. Yeah. yeah, so he came, well, you know, to the family, and then yeah. he had. Uh, Who's yeah. got
0: kids? Your sister? My sister. You got does. one my now? My
1: brother's got three. I got one. I got a daughter. That's when it. did
0: that happen? A
1: couple of years ago. Holy man. shit. Yeah. I always say on stage, bro, I say in the special, uh, my wife and I weren't even trying. And when you're looking at a positive pregnancy test when you're not trying i go that's like getting a speeding ticket in the mail yeah just, <laughs> you're just looking at that trying to backtrack a month where yeah. were well, we had to have this happen? i'm old marion i'm old how old are you
0: 45 no that's all right that's the right time what could you imagine you were the kid five years ago no i, I mean, don't no i mean you would have been like you remember you were a little drunky you were fucking running around
1: <laughs> yeah man I, yeah i just feel like i'm ready to give this kid some knowledge it's yeah worth knowing.
0: do you love her it's just all right. We'll see.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like, yeah, of but course, like, what are
1: you me, man? It's
0: unbelievable. I can't wait. Well it's, uh, it's sort of unreal. Like she's to- so
1: smart. I, I, if if I did, I mean, she's she's Chinese smart. You know what I'm saying? She's mm-hmm. two and a half, but she's really three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. really
0: but yeah. like when you like okay so you you find out you're pregnant yeah you know, she's your wife's yeah. pregnant yeah, she is well they people say that as i couple. don't matter all right Come fine on. yeah so uh she's pregnant yeah do you freak out at first like what are we gonna do was there you know was there a choice or did you like it just do it's time oh uh,
1: well no it was go time and it happened out here in la we were out here for only like uh, about six seven months so you know i it gave me a, a reason to you know i wasn't yeah. uh, but the thing is uh it's kind of in the special too because we tried for the special's a special
0: is called let me tell you that yeah, one
1: yeah yeah all right but i'm just saying because we tried for a while and we couldn't get it done you know i ended up i went to the fertility clinic and you say yeah.
0: that like it's a shameful thing
1: oh yeah it's embarrassing it man, is right? why all right, yeah i mean i know some men that knew in the moment when it happened man <laughs> like they knew when it happened I said I thought I had that once. I looked at my wife as soon as we were done. I'm like, "Congratulations!" You want the cell phone? Want to call your mother? <laughs> didn't happen at the fertility
0: clinic. Yeah.
1: And then there's kids running around in a fertility clinic. I do a bit about that. Yeah. man, And bringing a kid to a fertility clinic.
0: Well, what so what? What happens at the fertility clinic? Well, like, from, well, you were, what happened, how long all right, ago was that? All right, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. No,
1: this was about four, four or five years ago. Yeah. And we didn't want to have. We weren't going to have kids. We we're going to be a couple that didn't want it. And then right towards the tail end my wife started to feel like she wanted to.
0: Right. So,
1: uh, and you know, the I was- The tail end of what? Being able to physically. Oh, right, right, yeah, right. You know, okay, you yeah, know? yeah. So, uh, and I also was like, either way, so I was like, yeah, let's let's go for it. Thinking, being Italian, that if I said, let's do this today, <laughs> by Thursday, we'll be making a shower list, right?
0: <laughs> no so, brainer. It'll yeah, just happen. Yeah. We're that powerful. I
1: could just look at you, right? Yeah. <laughs> so then- um, yeah, it didn't happen that easily. It Didn't happen at all, right? And then it was frustration sets in.
0: So then we go, and then like, it doesn't sex become like like a chore. You're timing it out, and uh, did you have to get into that? Like you are figuring out the cycles, and like, oh my god, we got to do it now. got to.
1: Yeah, yeah, you did, and then yeah. and then the, the thing is, she has uh, who has this with her insurance? We're able to go to a fertility clinic in at the NYU Medical on the on the East Side, really good place. The doctor apparently uh, was Celine Dion's doctor. And it's so crazy because you're in there... And you can just see the, I'm sorry, but there's
0: desperation in people, you know? Sure. Yeah, you I know they're like, yeah, they, they want w- it to happen. Different
1: yeah. levels. We weren't at that level. My
0: brother went through it for years before he adopted. I yeah. I mean, years, a decade, dude. Heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. It is.
1: It is. It's frustrating. And the doctor, they, they got no bedside manner in there whatsoever. I mean, they're talking about like, we're looking at the under the hood of a Datsun here, you know what I mean? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Everything so, looks all right except for this one thing. Yeah. And I, I don't know if we can replace that. But we might be able to. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. So, and along those lines, just do a few things to make sure you're very fertile when the time comes. And right. then I take my, uh, in the basic terms, just yeah. uh, artificially, uh, no, not artificially, yeah. put me in her, right? Right, sure. So, uh, you know, I tried to do a bit about doing that, but come on, man, what am I fucking road act? You know, well, I mean, I am, but
0: <laughs> what do you mean? you Can barely talk about it, like you're the thing, and then. Well, you're the... I'm,
1: I just don't want to be bitty with you. You know, I want to be honest about it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, uh, so ironically, it's the night I'm going on the comedy cellar boat ride, oh. and right before I get on it, yeah, dude. I mean, talk about low r- rock bottom. I was going on the boat ride. Can we get a drum roll? For the money. For the money. Oh. Yeah, at the time. It was like 200 bucks. Yeah, you
0: know? That was, like, I did it once, I think, and I was like, I'm not doing this again. Because, like, I had a mediocre set, and then you got to walk around the fucking boat while, you know, a tell kills. Yeah, you, yeah, and yeah. And yeah. yeah. I can't even get people to listen at the back of the boat. And then they try to tell you, like, it's fun. It's not fun. Yeah, it's not, it's not fun. fun. How many times have people told you that? You know, I have a good set. Like, please, yeah. I'm just going to try to get through that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Where, how do you look out there? and what part of your brain do you like, this is going to be okay? This is like, I got to fucking live <laughs> through this. I did, Like, so much of my career was looking out at rooms going like, oh, no, not those guys. <laughs> oh, those, yeah. This is going to be hard.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck.
0: So you're doing it for the money.
1: And on top of that, when you do that boat thing, you could be having a nice little moment. And if they make a wrong turn and it's a sight like the Statue of Liberty <laughs> or something, <laughs> you're done, man. <laughs> I mean, you purposely don't go into a bit if you know they're going around the, was, <laughs> that shit. It, oh, there's the statue. Oh. <laughs> then they would. The last time I was on it, I think Quinn's on stage and we docked and he's still on you know how good, I don't even think I'd stay on the boat if Pryor was in his prime. <laughs> yeah. And he was- I'd be like, "I'm sorry, I'm getting off this fucking thing, man." Are you out of your mind?
0: I never understood the logic of it.
1: I mean, it's nice of them. It's a wonderful club, and it gets the comedians together. But right, you know. but
0: what was the boat ride? Did they pe- did they make money on that? Did uh, they make a big bunch of money? I don't know I that they made the money, but they're very generous with the comedians. There's one picture of the boat ride, and I'm in it, yeah. and I'm the one. My, my my face is sort of darkened in the back. <laughs> And I can see me wearing my one of my dumb Hawaiian shirts that I used to wear all the time and just not looking happy. (laughs) Nope. Nope. (laughs) Uh, So what so what happened that night? So you're doing it for the money. So
1: yeah, you know, I mean it wasn't a pretty time and uh She called, my wife calls up and says that uh, we can't, it can't happen. They can't get through the blockage from uh, a previous minor surgery she had. Anyway, at least they
0: figured it out, huh?
1: Yeah, but then he's like, but don't worry, there's something else we can do. And then my wife goes, you know, I I don't even, that was too much pressure. I don't even want to deal with it. Forget it. Yeah. Sad times. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, and then what happened?
1: And we moved out here. We said, the hell did we?" We We took our Jeep Wrangler, yeah. our dog. And we took uh, three weeks, uh, yeah. three and a half weeks, driving our Jeep Wrangler from uh, New York yeah. to L.A. And the goal was to not go over roads where you do over 50 miles an hour. Right. We Stay off the wherever highway. Wherever we want to go. I mean, at one point we were in Kansas. Yeah. And we wake up one morning. I'm looking at the map. And I had just finished reading In Cold Blood, the uh, Capote oh, yeah. book. Sure, sure. And I'm like, uh, Holcomb, Kansas is only an hour away the, on the these, map.
0: These are the sites. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and we drove to Holcomb and I checked out the house. Did you? Yeah. It was crazy, did man. you? Did it feel like other
0: people did that? Or you were one well, of Well, the-
1: this is the craziest thing. What's the name of the- Do you remember? Truman the Cutter. Thapode? The Cutter family. Or the Cutter family, They're yeah. They were the family that got all murdered in the house. Mm-hmm. So you drive, we pull up uh, Dirt Road to this little coffee shop slash gas station. Yeah. Nothing else there. And I go in- and there's a woman behind the counter. I mean, like a Stephen King novel, I go, excuse me, do you know where the Cutter House is? And she looks at me and makes a face but won't answer. Yeah. And everyone sort of turns away. And, and you know, being a Long Island guy, I'm like, oh, okay, what, are you not going to fucking tell me? Like, you think <laughs> I'm just going to leave? Ooh, they're not telling me, Jack. I guess we got to li- We're going to fucking Google it or something. It's yeah. happening. Yeah. So finally, so somebody else calls me over and says, well, listen, it's a mile up that way. And then it's a long dirt road leading to just that house. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they're not going to let you on the property or anything like that. And I go, Well, oh, no, It's fine. I don't want to go on the property. I just want to see from a this. Well, that's where it is, and you know. So we start driving our jeep, and we're going down the dirt road. You are to the house. You we're th- going to the house, and now you can see it just like in the book. In the distance, it's maybe like two football fields away, and we're just down the dirt road. Now a jeep, just like mine, yeah. starts coming the other way, and he literally does one of those where he gets in front of me. I'm going real slow, and he waves me to stop. And he pulls up right next to me yeah. and he goes, uh, hey, w- what are you doing? Where are you going? And I was like, oh, hey, you know, I was just going to check out the house. He goes, you're going to see uh, the-, the-, the house, right? Yeah. I-, I said, yeah. And he goes, well, my mother owns that house now. Yeah. It's a guy about my age maybe. Yeah, yeah. And I go, uh, well, listen, I'm not going on the property or anything like that. I just wanted to take a look. And he's like, I like your Jeep. What year is it? And I, you know, my, it's a 2001. It's got a lot of years on it, Man, yeah. It's a Jeep thing. I yeah. don't know if you ever had one.
0: No, you love it, though.
1: Yeah, but even when you pass people, they do a Jeep yeah, sign. Sure, to, okay, to, fine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I I, move I, on, move I, I, on. No, no, right? I have
0: things like that. I'm not, I'm not uh, like a, 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 a man that does not have things. I have boots. Well, you know, and I have right. moments where I'm like, all right, you know, we're, we're Red Wing guys, okay. Hey, you got What'd a fly you- place in records. You're a man's man. Yeah, I know record. that. Okay, fine.
1: I'm just saying there was a reason why two men in a Jeep would have a Jeep sure. conversation. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm not a Jeep guy, but you know, I, I'm right. a, yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a nice boot guy. So you got the alpha for a Wrangler, for whatever that's well, I, I
0: know I thought about it, but it, you know, you're high up and it's not practical for me. I, what am I going to go four-wheeling? I, yeah, I got a Camry. That's what it's I true. did. It's true. I don't have to worry about it, but I, li- I like the idea of a Jeep. I I can appreciate the jeep and i understand so you're having this jeep moment right. on a dirt road to go to a murder scene right and his mother owns the place
1: and his mother owns the place yeah. exactly and he kind of started to take to me and he goes well if you'd like to see the house uh i'll let you see the house for 25 dollars right that's nothing. And i go what do you mean like go in and he's like yeah my mom will let you go in for twenty five dollars oh shit so you know now it's weird you know
0: <laughs> and, 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 and like you said that's, that was weird you're, you're driving down a dirt road to see a, an old murder scene and now the guy actually says you can and you're like sorry freak i'm out i'm focusing on the fact that a man will want a
1: pulitzer for writing about this area right you know i didn't even want to go in there was four different murders in the house in different areas like, was he going to take me to the radiator where the one was tied up? What it was, did he? Well, that's the thing because you said, have other people done this? I said, no, it's all right. I just, do you mind if I just go to the edge of the driveway and take a photo? And he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll call my mama and tell her you're going to do that. She yeah. won't mind. They weren't the, uh, they even bought it off the second owner afterwards. Right. right? So, so I said, has anyone else done this? And he goes, in the summertime, we get 10 to 15 cars a day on weekends up to 20
0: so he's making a living I
1: said do you do this anymore he goes no because we used to try and do it but they would come randomly like when we're eating dinner it was never a set time wow so my mom just shut it down and we don't do it at all anymore wow so isn't that trippy
0: man? yeah did yeah. you go in the house
1: no way man
0: <laughs> I didn't want to be number five what are you kidding me i what people like and then the dummy goes in <laughs> yeah
1: just from a distance
0: <laughs> what else did you see when you were driving across. so Because like, it's hard now you go yeah. on, you, to get off the highway because a lot of the stuff that's interesting, like you know towns or this or that, it's not there anymore.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, we, we cut through parts of our around Cleveland. Really? Cool. Yeah. You
0: pick some weird things. So you're in Kansas, you go to the In Cold Blood yeah. house. And what do you, what's in Cleveland? Well,
1: my wife, we left from her hometown. So we She's were upstate New York. She's oh, from upstate New, New York. So you cut oh, through.
0: That's a little rough up there, huh?
1: Dude, I live in a small town up there now. Where? Fredonia, New
0: York. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, people. I don't know if people realize you get up the, up north there. It's a, it's a little hill country, huh?
1: Yeah, you, it certainly is. <laughs> Amish, quite yeah. a bit of Amish, and so I had a. Uh, we stop at a place, rural, rural, and it's an Amish card right? So uh, is I've,
0: this outside of Cleveland now?
1: I'm sorry, outside of Cleveland. Okay, yeah. At- So, I take a photo, okay? And I said, but we're using one of these nice Nikon cameras. Yeah, yeah. And we're really trying to document it. So, I take out my wife's camera. And by the time... All I want is the black wagon and the horse. By the time I set up, (laughs) the guy's in the the wagon. So, I take the photo. So, we go inside the shop. He takes off, you know? We get up maybe a, a little bit of a ways and there's a railroad track and yeah. we gotta go around him so you right. slow down as I'm going around him I got the top down I go to give a wave and the Amish guy looks at me and he goes you could have asked oh yeah and I just drove by and I look at my phone he's just fucking say, I think he said I should have asked yeah she says, what are you talking about I go, "I took a photo he got in the wagon whatever right <laughs> doesn't he know so, what he looks like right. he's very photogenic <laughs> right. well, so, so then cut to about 15 minutes later we're, and this is only the second day into a fifteen, uh, you know, 25, 26-day trip. Wow, so, you took
0: that long, huh? Yeah, man. Holy shit.
1: So, like, the second day in, now we, we see some sort of lake, and my wife's like, let me get a photo of that. This is early on. You know, you yeah. stop for a bird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, we pull over to, to this lake thing to take some photos, and she gets out to get a better shot, and I turn the Jeep around. All of a sudden, the Amish guy comes clopping by with his horse, right? Same guy. Same guy. And he's going pretty fast, and he's, I see him see me, and he keeps going, and then he stops with the horse, and he turns around. And I'm like, oh, man. I mean, not only uh, – you're making the horse do this. The horse doesn't even want to be involved. Yeah. Now you're turning around, you, come, and he comes up to me. Yeah. And now his horse is leaning over the hood of my Jeep, yeah. and he gets up close, and he says uh, – uh had the photo come out of something along those lines and i'm like listen i i didn't even mean to get you i'm sorry i wanted to just get your wagon you got in i mean he's like well let me have a copy of it i go i don't i don't even i don't even know what that means he's like well let me see it (laughs) and i go i'm not i'm not gonna let you have my camera i don't even know and then jackie comes over and she's like what's going on i'm like listen can you just move sir can you just move and i just kind of got in the car and i go i'm sorry i don't even know and as i drove off he's yelling you should
0: ask next time it's rude it's rude so, well, what do you think he was going to do, run off with your camera in the cart? Well, what does he want to do? What does, he, what, is, what does he need to look at it for? He's going to go, oh, that's beautiful. Can <laughs>
1: you email me? <laughs> maybe. He, Marin, he's on me. are you going to tell me? Email it to the, to the Walgreens. <laughs> I got an account there. They'll, thought, they'll print it out for you me. You thought
0: he was going to maybe break the game. Who the hell is? Yes,
1: you? that's exactly what I thought. I mean, if you're willing to turn around and
0: Stop the, the, horse, the horse. that
1: angry, yeah. it's like... It's, uh, again, it's like it's, it's. I feel like there's an anger about you. Know, yeah. you, you chose that. and yeah, you're yeah. angry about right, it. You right, know right, I mean? right, it's not on He me. locked
0: in. Yeah. Like he, had, he had taken. You, you had driven a while, <laughs> and this was like 20 minutes later. he's yeah. still clopping along, holding on to it. <laughs> yeah. hold, there's that fucker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I would catch up with him <laughs> I always said if I ever catch up with the one of these fuckers i do
1: something Yeah, oh, you
0: ruined his whole plan he's still hanging on to it oh wait I forgot he could still just drive away <laughs> Uh, or so, run. Yeah. <laughs> all right, run. so, okay, so what, uh, but did you go to other places? Like, well, uh,
1: here's a heavy one. Here's, like, one of the ending ones. Uh, so we had the dog. My dog was oh. on its last leg. In- oh. English cop. Yeah, it had a good run. It was, like, 15, man. Yeah. yeah. Actually outlived the expectancy of the breed, you know? Yeah. Uh, to the point where, you know, you're like, let's wrap this up. I bought <laughs> you based on the fact that you died <laughs> within 10 years. I want to travel now, guy, all right? I'm <laughs> <laughs> so, uh you know, you know some comics with their dogs affect their career Yeah, because, you know, they uh, you know, you gotta pet, take care pets, of the dog. Pets. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's why
0: I got the dumb cats. Yeah, it's you right. You, you, you just get someone to drop food off and they're like, "All right, take it easy." That's a good move. Yeah, man. you don't know, got to walk them, got Gotta occasionally they'll freak out and have a few days where they shit on things, but you know, it's, it's cat shit, it's not a disaster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had dogs my whole life. It's fucking chore, dude. I'm I surrounded by old English sheepdogs. I grew up with hair all over me all the time. There's just fucking hair everywhere and shit everywhere. Now people are like, don't you like dogs? I'm like, I, di- I did dogs. I've been, I'm done with dogs.
1: Are these your first cats? Like, have you had any cats pass on you yet?
0: Yeah, but I missed it. Like, uh, like I had one disappear that was brutal. I still think about him. And then there was one that Mishnah bought me, the first cat, Butch, Yeah. that came out here with us. But it was sick, and I was in New York doing that radio thing, and, and it died here. And uh, they buried it down there.
1: Is it as devastating as a dog dying? Because, I mean, you know, burying my dog was ridiculous.
0: Well, you know, I I think, like, I don't... These are the ones. You know, the two I got now are, like, I think it's going to hurt me. Yeah, well,
1: I mean, we had the music played loud, and then you went to check on them after we lowered the record (laughs) player. Would you see them running around like a lunatic? I don't want to be around a day... Oh, yeah, you're going to be very sad, to say the
0: least. Yeah, because I got those guys in the alley in Astoria. Like, I've had those guys... For like 11 years now, I trapped them. They were wild yeah. in Astoria. And there were five of these fucking feral kittens that I saved. And somehow I got these two out here. Wow. And, you know, I've had them for that long. So, yeah, I mean, there and there's a couple outside here that have been coming around for a decade. But I don't get attached. One that it was weird. One that used to come here like years ago, like yeah. seven or eight years ago. This One of these, I don't know whose it was, but I used to feed it it showed up like a like about a year ago i hadn't seen him in years yeah. it just it came here to die oh wow like this old sick fucking cat i'm like yeah. i remember you what's up he's like not good got flies around my eyes so like you know there's bugs and shit yeah. and i and i even missed that cuz i went out of town and the the woman i'm seeing she came over and he just like he just it was no good there was nothing you could do he was dying but he tried to go under the house, and he didn't even make it. He got halfway into the hole here and just fucking crapped out. Wow! And she, but she took care of that. Well, they say you try to go back to the place you loved the most. When I, you know I, you're well, going, that's what man. I think. Like, yeah. I'm glad he had fond memories of yeah, me feeding him. Just spread the word, guy. Right? <laughs> no, there've <laughs> been a lot of cats coming around over the years. Yeah. I had to put one down. A one that I don't think it was anybody's, but I don't fucking. know. It was all sick and full of snot and shit. So I trap it and I bring it in. The the doc is like, yeah, he's got you know the feline AIDS. And he's got a you know a pretty bad bronchial thing, but it's probably the beginning of it. The yeah. end. I'm like, all right, well, I'll put him down, and you know. But then I always wonder, like, is there a family somewhere, like you know, two blocks away, going, I don't know where the cat is. They're like, yeah. I, I know
1: where it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah I,
0: I took care of it.
1: Wow, well, I don't know, man. They're probably going. I hope somebody did that for it, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe. We got sometimes we get the little mice that are so small that you gotta use glue traps I know I had to do and that too. that's my, brutal and dude and my wife I don't do it but then she takes a knife uh, the, the, the dull part and presses them here until they pass out and like, she puts she kills them because yeah. she feels bad so she does that before she throws them out oh, oh it's so sad she just presses the knife there oh, oh. She, she can handle it yeah right that's it you gotta love a woman like that yeah, you yeah. Know? <laughs>
0: or, or be afraid a little bit <laughs> <laughs> hey
1: she drew tears when we buried the dog man but we what? So what we, happened? So we're going cross-country. Dog's old, right? And I, you may notice, too, with the dogs, you know when their asses start to stink, those, they get the glands up their asses, they get these glands. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, back in New York City, it would smell so bad, we'd take it to the vet, and the vet would put gloves on. She'd hate when she'd have to do this. Yeah. The vet would. Of course, yeah. the dog would, too. And we'd all yeah. have to hold the dog, and the vet would put her fingers up there and yeah. squeeze. You squeeze them. You gently squeeze yeah. them, and they drain out uh and it stinks so bad man and the and the, the vet has the mask on it's just so gross right oh, yeah but it, it relieves the dog and the dog's ass doesn't smell anymore and it doesn't because it'll, it'll leak it'll be on the couch and it'll leak oh. so we're going in the jeep and it's summertime and the dog has has this problem and it's leaking and it's stinking up the jeep to high heaven and we're in um Oh, uh, what's the place in uh, Arizona, Sedona, right? Yeah, the nice red rocks. We yeah. a nice. We ended up with a nice place. We lucked out on overlooking the the rocks and stuff with a little outdoor area, and we're like, we got to do something about this. And we're like, you know, we're not going to call a vet to come out yeah. here to drain the dogs. Yeah. Things I go, can't we do it? We went online to Google it, right. And my wife goes it seems that you just put your fingers up there the two inner fingers and the two outer ones are on the body and you just massage them and it leaks and i go well that's how the vet does it too i see it and stuff Mm So she's like, all right, I'll do it, right? So she takes two plastic bags from, you know when you have ice buckets yeah. and they give you the little plastic bag mm-hmm. for the ice? She takes two of those and she, we have chapstick, so she rubs it on the fingers to get some lube going. I take a belt and put it around the dog's, you know, yeah. you know it's an English cocker so it's got a nice long snout yeah. and I hold that in place. And she sticks her fingers up. And she's draining, man. She's doing it. And I'm like, yeah, anything? And she's like, nothing yet, nothing. And I'm like, come on, come on. And she's yeah. like, guy, I have my fingers up the dog's ass. Can you, I mean, give me a break, guy. I'm trying. And I go, well, come on. I can't hold it much longer. And the dog's, cry. and finally she squeezes. She goes, oh, I got it. Oh, I got Oh, my God. There's so much. Oh, there's so much. <laughs> And we drain that shit out, Marin. And you know, back in the city, every time we do that, that's like two (laughs) twenty-five. So, anyone with a dog out there, if you can stomach it, man, just lay down some paper towel and do it. The road. You learn so much from the road, man. Now I know why Willie Nelson's so wise, right, bro? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) He he knows everything. (laughs) And but the the, the dog survived it. (laughs) Yeah, the dog survived. I mean, if it could talk, it would have said, Thank you, and do you have a cigarette? I mean, come on.
0: That's an amazing uh, couple moment. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It really was. I mean, talk about teamwork, man. That was something else, man. I mean, talk about being able to go up to the gym in a room, going, hey, well, I bet we did something in that room that no one ever did before.
0: Well, we've had honeymoon. There's no guy. You don't even know. You don't even know. Yeah. So that was a bonding moment. So I, I thought you were going to tell me the dog died there. No. No,
1: no way. No, the dog died back uh, in New York, uh, back in. Um, Upstate New York, and we buried it illegally in the backyard uh-huh. at night. You know, somebody, oh, you. really? Someone yeah. going to get on you for that? I don't know. The neighbor might. I don't know. So we did, did it. Did you put that.
0: it down or it just died? No, we uh,
1: went and we had it put down. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the guy gives you, you, know, you put the dog back in a, the, it was a big box from the supermarket that had a lot of bounty paper towels, you Yeah. Know, when you get them all shipped at Yeah, one. yeah. It's just that's such it. a sad ending, right, man? Oh, that's killing me. And then you bring it back with its favorite blanket, and yeah. uh, we put it in the backyard, and light a can. I said... um we light a candle every Christmas Eve and have a couple drinks and sing a few carols by the grave. Yeah. So my old man, right are at dinner once, he goes, oh, when I die, you're going to come to my grave and yeah. light a candle every Christmas <laughs> Eve? I go, if you're buried behind my garage, yeah. <laughs> Let's not forget the convenience factor going on here, guy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that. God bless Ruby, my dog. You stayed out here for seven months? About seven months. Stated. What, were you out here on a deal? No, no, no. I just, uh, once it didn't happen with having a kid, my wife, I'm on the road so much. She likes California. She always wanted to come out here, and she's like, uh, let's sell our apartment. We had a nice pad in Manhattan. Oh, that's right. You yeah. you, you made some money, do not you? You're doing the radio and stuff. No, not selling it. No, I didn't. But it was also like- it was getting. T- I mean, it was. It was. T- well, let's to talk keep about up the monthly nut on that. Let's thing talk anyway.
0: about ultimately what happened because, like, I left New York before you really started to get your, you know, legs. I think a little bit. Yeah, like you always really when-
1: seemed like sometimes you'd be there and sometimes you wouldn't. I mean, you're also. You'd have various hairdos. What, you know, very few men have drastic different hairdos It was a mistake. time to time. It was a
0: mistake. Just, you got to commit to a hairdo. I,
1: I mean, I, John May, I didn't even know, but I, I used to say, I like, know, I'm like, dude, you're like the mock Maron of musicians, you, man, okay. just trying to find yeah. Just, yeah. find yeah. it, find it, all 30 yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I
0: finally leveled off on the little goatee and shit, but I'm growing this out now, not because of fashion, but yeah. I'm going to shoot another season of my show. Which a great, I, dude. Thanks, great. buddy. Yeah. And I need to, like, there's a reason that i got to look the show. So I'm going to let this go as long as I can handle it.
1: No, when I saw you in Montreal a few years back, it was like, wow, he is like just there where he where he was supposed to be. You were so in your own skin, and I wasn't there the year that you gave the commencement speech. But oh. somebody sent told me where to get a transcribed. Yeah. and man, I can't tell. You, I felt like you were talking to me. I mean, right up to the waffle. Knowing yeah. if I get up, I can go get the waffle yeah, right the now. Waffle. Yeah, and just and just this whole feeling of knowing. I'm in this dumpy hotel in the middle of nowhere and yeah. I'm really, really good at what I do. And it's like crazy that no one's seeing this yet.
0: Yeah. Man, you know? And you know It's heartbreaking. Yeah, that, that was tough that speech. She's like choked up and like, you know, everyone in the industry's there and I'm like about to cry and I had to turn around and pull my shit together. Yeah. Like, don't cry you can cry, but not too much. Don't- <laughs> man.
1: <laughs> but that was a real comic speech, man. Like you that's know, I did like it you, for it. yeah, you got to be a comic to understand that. Yeah,
0: know? yeah, that's who I wrote it for. You know, I mean, I I'm very grateful to uh, to to the comedy community in some weird way, you know, because like it's weird, you know, as as far out as I got, and however hostile I became or whatever other people thought of me, I don't think I was that horrible to people. No, I was just no, like, no, I just no, had personality I'm, problems. But you know, you get when it when it got dark and everything fucking was closing in on me. And I was able to turn it around by some fucking miracle of cosmic timing and persistence. You know, I I just, you know, those, that's my community. There's nobody else. Yeah. What about, it's not the Jews. It's not, you know, I don't have yeah. this like circle of friends. It's all the fucking gypsies and weirdos that we like spend our life with. So yeah. I'm like, this is, you know, I owe it to them. I mean, that's why I did the podcast at the beginning. I'm like, because the great thing about doing it was like, I talked to guys we know, you know, at the beginning, it was all comics because you know, and then I you know, then I kind of ran out of people I knew though, but it was sort of like the greatest thing that people said was, you know comics would come up to me and like yeah i hadn't heard from that guy in a while it was good to hear from him. i didn't know what he was up to so it was almost like this weird service i was providing for people you know and young comics who never heard a tell talk for a minute i'd known a tell for 20 years i'd never never talked to him for more than three minutes right have you ever talked to him for more we drink you might have talked to him for more than three minutes but with me i consider him a pretty close friend but it's always like what yes yeah okay yeah and then it's like all right good to see you dave yeah and when i talked to him for an hour i was like oh my god God! I just talked to him for an hour in the daytime my god man <laughs> what was that like you're right it was a huge like for me it was a huge deal I have these weird moments where I'm like this is insane because you
1: don't know nobody knows anything about him man it's like you know even yeah. from his act you don't know anything right I mean one time me and another comedian drank with him for a couple of hours and then he left and I remember I forget who was with me but the other comic looks at me and goes do you believe we just drank out drank a tell and I go what are you kidding me it's just time for Dave to drink alone you <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> I mean he's had enough. Yeah, he cannot hold off with the social skills for me and you any longer, man. He's done. And that was the longest again. I mean you you and him with the kind of guys in Colin where I would uh you guys could get in my head, like I go home, I tell my wife, I mean, what do you think they meant by that? You know? <laughs> Just really, you know, or tell would call up and say, uh, hey, do you do a bit like oh, yeah, this? You and he those knows calls. you don't. And he and
0: he knows I didn't. Yeah. And even
1: if I did, you give a shit if Pete Corielli's six week uh six years in I love doing, those
0: calls. I mean, that I means he likes you. No, That's his way of saying, Hi, how you been? Exactly. <laughs> 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 oh man! But like I, I, yeah, I guess I was in and out, and then you were you were doing spots mm-hmm. at the cellar. But what's what happened for you? How did it turn out? Well, I you was know? always
1: nose nose to the grindstone, man. I was always you know I passed the cellar early on, and uh, I was never the kind of guy that like self promote or anything. I would just write the bits, work on the craft. Yeah. And then I remember about, I don't know, ten years in or so, my manager at the time was like She goes, You know, you what about doing a half hour for Comedy Central? And I said, What about doing an hour? I think I can do an hour. Yeah. So I went to a club
0: fifteen years in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But never having done a half hour or anything. And I and I had done like a tonight show or a Letterman and I handed it in and I got an hour. So I did that and you know well received but you know got me in the clubs and just you know then that whole another level of eight nine years of grinding at these clubs just playing them all like you know so much of why you were speaking to me in that speech just funny bone here and this one there and and just like, It's nice so, that
0: they worked yet. Like I had a hard time even getting traction in those places. Well,
1: again, you, some of the other ones, I've I've been in situations where I'm like, there's no way you could say this to Marin and he would not blow his fucking top. <laughs> how did, how like did he? Like I remember being in a club. I don't want to name names, but I'm in yeah. Ohio, and after the show, it's one of those places where they drive you back to the to the yeah. uh, at uh, least to the hotel. I yeah. only did one condo joint ever, yeah. and. uh I go in and the guy's in his office and I go... And the guy who picked me up is a guy named Matt. So I yeah. go to the old guy running the club. I go, hey, is Matt here? Yeah. And he goes, uh, no, M- M- Matt's done for the day, Pete. He went home. He's done for the night. And I go, oh, I'm just I'm just looking for a ride back to the, to the hotel now. And he's like, right, okay. And when we have a moment and we're done, we'll give you a ride back to the hotel. I'm like... I'm just another cog. I'm I'm just another cog in the machine. There's no, no, you're a little above anything because you're the comic here, you know? And I was headlining and he was mad at me. So I'm sitting there like a yo-yo leaning against the wall just waiting for a ride. And then people that were lingering around to have a drink, they're like, Oh my God! I don't even think the comedian. I think he wants to go home. <laughs> I remember one of them going, "You need a ride." Oh my God! I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So you know, <laughs> I, you know, and again, I mean, I'm like, I would be in moments like that, and, and I even tell my wife when something like that would happen, I'm like, "You just can't tell me, guys. Like Marin is one, DePaulo is another. There's no way they're gonna go. Okay, I'll stand over here." So I'm like, I wonder how before you know you really hit, how you compensate sometimes
0: for the. Well, my, well, my thing was is that like I never quite understood that it was a business. Like I never understood when you were playing a club that the idea was you'd like to come back Yeah, you know I'm like yeah. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do and we'll see what happens like <laughs> yeah. it was ne- I was never that diplomatic I was never that pleasant until later and I started to realize like oh the idea is you, you build a little <laughs> following and you, <laughs> right. you you make them want to have you back you know <laughs> right. I was just such a it wasn't even a prima donna thing I just was very kind of aggravated and entitled right. by it and then you'd have to deal with club owners that want to hang out. You know, I don't know what's worse—the guy who's trying to, you know, you know, put you in your place, or the guy that's sort of like, "We're going to the club," oh, and I'm like, "Oh, I don't, oh, I don't, man. I don't know if I can talk to you that long."
1: And you know, yeah. you have to go because you're not in enough to say no. I don't want to go. Yeah, I just yeah. thought.
0: Well, when I did drugs and shit, that was easier because at least you could drink and stuff. But I've never been a, a guy that just has a casual conversation with the club owner. And I, I remember one time. Yeah one time like it was weird because like I never really quite put it into perspective you know like uh I was in uh well everyone's dead now so I guess I could talk about it. I was in Tempe or yeah yeah that improv back right. when and Dan Murr was running the place and I was working with Hedberg and Murr wanted to go out and drink and I just thought like oh let's go out and drink and you know I'm I'm trying to get Hedberg out of his room and he's not answering we're pounding and uh and he's like what so you want to go hang out with the with the manager that's a club said? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, uh, I, uh, no, I never thought about it that way. I, I, yeah, I guess I don't really. But I ended up going, he didn't go, and yeah. I felt like such a fucking heel. <laughs> 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 like, like he implied that I was kissing his, his ass. ass. But I just wanted to drink. But they just, it's just the
1: numbers, that's all. And if it's just the numbers, and if it's just who's drawing and who's not- then aren't you kind of just a rental hall man? Come on, there's got to. Well,
0: that's it, but that's what you know. Hawkins said to me, he said we're in the we're in the we're in the drink selling business. It's not you know that's all yeah. that's what we're doing. Yeah, we're, we work in the restaurant business. Yeah, and I never quite put that together. But when he told me on this show, it's like we we were working the restaurant and bar business. <laughs> yeah. it's a bar and restaurant business. I'm Like really, no, it's not. It's no, that's what it is. Yeah. It's about us first and foremost, no, isn't it? No. no. It's a horrible lesson to learn because I never thought of myself as an entertainer. I, I never was like, you know, hey, I'm going to entertain these people. I'm like, no, I'm going to drag them through something. Yeah. <laughs> and, and hopefully we all get through it All right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's true, man. I mean, yeah, you never you never the kind of one going, "Ooh, did it was I don't know, the
0: boat we, shake right yeah, there." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: you're not doing no cruise act up no, there. No, man.
0: I, but I never like fortunately, I never made I, I, there was no way I could make myself available for that even if I wanted to. Even if I tried. Uh, to throw a boat. No way, man. So, all right, yeah. so you kind of hammered out, you do the hour.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, you know, hit the road. Um I don't know, man, always kind of under the radar. I've had a few of the uh various sitcom opportunities, um, you know, Last year, I got to a point where I sold, uh, we wrote a sitcom script for CBS, but here's a doozy, man. Yeah. So I moved upstate a couple of years ago and just, you know, trying everything. You bought night. the house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, great. It's upstate New York. I mean, to, to give you an example, uh, it's an old Victorian, and I do love it. That's but, great. But this is so funny. Like, my father in law was retired. He worked in a steel plant. He's retired. Got yeah. he the gold watch, all that stuff. Yeah. Hard working man. And my dad did well, but, you know, uh, white collar, much more. So <clears throat> my dad and my father-in-law and a few of us are standing at the foot of my driveway. I bought the house now. I'm having people. My dad's got a glass of wine. Yeah, and yeah. It's, a, it's a big old Victorian, and next to my house is a nice house, but significantly smaller. Yeah. So we're all chatting, and somebody, I think it was my father, but somebody goes, oh, I see that house is for sale. The one next to you, how much is that going for? And I think it was going for like literally like $120,000. Yeah. And my wife goes, oh, $120,000. And my father goes, Jesus Christ, I'll take two. <laughs> Right? Yeah. So then, when I pull him aside, I go, Dad, what are you doing? He goes, I'm sorry. I just, holy shit. I mean, are you kidding me? Right here with a price. <laughs> so, I mean, to put in perspective about my, I mean, a parking ticket where I live is $7 on Main Street.
0: $7, man. What are we doing? This is Main How far Street. is it from uh, the city? Seven and a half hours. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
1: Dude, I had to get that far away, you know, starting to see some, uh, you know, just a lot going on in the city. I was losing my creative vibe. I, I got all I could out of playing those clubs. Yeah, you get
0: tired with drinking too much, probably. Well, no, just, just you know, uh,
1: flavored a month. It's uh, the cafeteria popularity. This one's this, and this one's that.
0: And, like, I would come home, and it would, it would mess with my creativity. Because you, you started judging uh, yourself against, you bullshit,
1: know. Bullshit, yeah, outside things. I needed to get away from all that. My wife wanted out of the city anyway, and I was on the road so much, you know.
0: But it's, but it's hard not to feel like a small town after a certain point. And if you're just a guy sitting at the table, and you're feeling like it's passing you by because your own insecurities are fucking with you head yes you got to get away i like when i yeah. left new york i'm like thank fucking god because people we like why don't you live there i'm like there's nothing to do there
1: yeah there's really not i mean, I
0: mean what are you gonna do there i mean there's the, there's the two clubs yeah and then you don't even know if she's gonna give you spots on a saturday yeah no you know <laughs> you know you know, that freaks you out and then when i wouldn't get spots i'd walk by and look at the
1: board and see who's there the fuck? no it would luckily would be like you Geraldo, DePaula, and i'd be like okay okay i'm cool they're you all get, in town get, what are you gonna do what are you, you gonna do um so what was the first special yeah, uh, you know, it was about my life at the time. You know, that's yeah. because when I start playing, right? yeah, when I start playing the cell, even if I had a new bit about the topical stuff, there yeah. was too many guys doing that stuff better yeah, than I ever well, why I quit and, more, and
0: more, more committed to it. too I quit doing that shit. Yeah, you got to talk about yourself.
1: Just stick to your life,
0: and exactly. then like you know, you go out on the road and you're able to, to sort of break new shit out there. I guess, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah, and that would freak me out at first too. Because like living in a small town, I would like for the first like literally six months, my wife would catch me going online, checking the lineup at the comedy cellar. Uh. I'm living seven and a half hours away, and I'm like, they're all get, oh, they're all getting better. They're all fucking getting <laughs> oh, better. No. What am I doing? You know. And I would go on the road and I would try a new bait and it wouldn't work and it was such a hassle to get 200 people back on your side where at the cellar you could go, hey, you didn't like that? Don't worry. Norton's up after me. He'll get to... this puppy back on track. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm out of here. I, 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 I got to catch a movie. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> so this is a whole different thing, you know? You got to wedge it in. Yeah, you know? and I, I asked Brewer like for advice, you know, certain guys in Brewer's like, when I want to get him back, I know I can just always do the goat noise and, yeah. uh, and we re-level or like yeah, yeah, uh, right. Catan does, uh, no, I'm not get um, I saw Rob Schneider, and he'll yell out, I'm winning, I'm winning, which is from one of his movies. Right. And it just resets. I'm not famous enough. I don't have a reset thing. You know, <laughs> I can't do the noise or some shit. <laughs> yeah. So I got to go back into old shit just to get him back on your side. Right um yeah so plugging away doing that and but you're uh,
0: able to do it
1: i mean you fight through right yeah and then like you know but that's when things really actually started happening ironically what i get a call this is so nuts man from uh, ryan seacrest productions yeah i don't know how they found out about me but they want to do a show about a comedian for a and e yeah who doesn't live in la doesn't live in uh, new york you know you're you're sound, you sound interesting let's have a meeting right so right I take a meeting about where I live and all this stuff, and at the time, my wife was pregnant, and we were upstate, and we were living upstairs. We sold our apartment; we were just temporarily living upstairs from my in-laws. They have a big house with a separate. Oh, apartment. so you live close to them? Yeah, that's why I moved there. Oh, okay. Yeah, my wife wanted to be near them, so um, we're living upstairs from them just till the kid was born. Then right. we're going to decide if we want to stay there. So they want to do a reality show about me living there with my and the pilot will be I'm with my in-laws, and will I stay or will I go? Right. So I, my, my, my in-laws are like 78, right? And I go up to him and I'm like, listen, I need everyone to wrap their heads around that you're going to be in a reality show for Ryan Seacrest. You're not even going to ask him, you're yeah, just going to tell yeah. him. Oh, my wife's like, I don't know if they want to do it. I'm like, Jack, nobody, we're, we're, there's no more choices here, right? I'm in my late to early 40s. This is go time. You jump. Everybody's jumping. Wrap your head around it, right? So, <laughs> so now they're going to do a big Skype thing to see if we're going to do this, right? Yeah, yeah. So I have a Skype party with all the possible people that might be in. It. Yeah, and we're all upstairs, and one by one they come down. They do a Skype interview with the A and E people, right? And then you know some make the cut. We like your friend Jeremy, or we don't like this one, yeah. you know. So then they're going to come. They come out with a crew of like eleven, and it, dude, it's so crazy. You got to sign these contracts. Like my father-in-law, being seventy, he's a big deer hunter, and he's got all these. He's made a deer chandelier out of all deer antlers. <laughs> they make him sign a contract saying that if the show goes and he decides to make deer antler chandeliers and sell them. That they get twenty five percent of all sales of deer antler chandeliers. Um, the guy's fucking seventy eight years old. He's not making deer antler chandeliers. What are we even doing? So it was like it, it was it was not the way I'd want to make it, but I was resolved to have it be that way right. if it had to be. But then it was just so contrived. Like they're gonna I'm gonna go hunting with my. This was the pilot. I'm gonna go hunting with my father in law and in law. I shoot the gun, and they don't think I'm safe with the gun, so they give me a bow and arrow, and I'm walking through the woods with a bow and arrow. It's like, it, it's, it's so Duck Dynasty bullshit. It was, Did you do it? I mean, I filmed it. Uh, it didn't go anywhere. I mean, I have the pilot, but, you know. Of you with the bow? Yeah, it's it was so embarrassing, man. Yeah. There's a little local parade, a Memorial Day parade, and we go and we pretend we, we, we all watch it. Yeah. And they go, and the guy, like, will be on camera, the director off in the distance on a mic going... My friend Jeremy's behind me He goes Ask Jeremy if he likes the parade Ask him if he came When he was a kid And I look up Jeremy did you used to come to this When you were a kid he's like Yeah sometimes I mean I I drink beer And smoke pot with Jeremy I don't go to the Memorial Day parade with him This is so
0: Yay! you know what i'm saying yeah. yeah, so yeah. That was ridiculous but you got there's things in your life though oh god you do i'll do anything right <laughs> i do, well no i did a fucking. i hosted a game show when i after you know after the first divorce before mission of the first marriage i yeah. had nothing i'm bankrupt and, and vh1 wants to do this remake of a game show that's in england that never mind the buzzcocks thing oh yeah when, and and i gotta be honest with you I had no choice man I needed the money it was like 75k for all 13 of them whatever you know like it was gonna pay out Yeah. and I, I tell you right now I couldn't explain the rules of that fucking show Right now, if you ask me, I, didn't, I I was up there. I didn't give a shit about any of it. They thought my attitude was right. I had no. There was no money involved. It was just a like a improv game. It was oh, yeah. just a joke game show. There were no stakes, and I, I had no idea what the fucking rules were or what the point was. I'm like, where are the cards? Oh, there's Coolio. He's one of the guests, you know. And it was crazy. I got physically ill. During the shooting, I got diarrhea that I almost died from. I think, like, and I think it was all mental because I couldn't live with the fucking idea of it. Yeah, <laughs> but that's decent money, man. That's Seven. it. I, uh, but you know, the beauty of it was what? is that it, I it was, it was, it didn't, it didn't go anywhere. I don't even think they showed most of them. So I got paid out, and I got a few nice suits, and and I made the money, and yeah. I get, and I was able to get out of the divorce with a little bit of savings. But man, when I was in New York during that first marriage, dude, I thought I was finished because I was, you know what else I was doing? I was doing segments for the Metro Channel. That was a local New York channel. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't even like, you know, big it was a local New York cable channel. And I'm doing these segments where I, I it was my idea. I I'd take the, the a talk, I take a desk onto the street and neighborhoods yeah. and I'd interview people from the neighborhood, like a talk show on the street. Yeah. And I did a shitload of them for another, you know, I don't know, 20K or whatever. But then I'm laying there, I'm still doing coke. I'm in a marriage that stinks because I don't want to be in it. I'm just waiting to die in my bed. Oh, and But my brain was like, maybe if I could, you know, get a, my own show on the metro channel (laughs) you know i can make this shit work i wanted to die i wanted to fucking die oh man the things you convince yourself could maybe this could be the thing man well but but it's worse is like i guess this is the thing you you know like yeah like you you know well i mean like you don't really want it, but you somehow in your brain, you're like, i gotta make a fucking living. What yeah. else am I going to do? Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. Bad. So you're like, so like, maybe, maybe I can live with this. Oh, man. Like, it's not like, I never thought like, this is the thing. It's sort of like, I guess this is who I am. I guess this is what I got to do. This is the level of my talent. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm going to you know, walk around New York with a microphone going, "Hey, you doing <laughs> that fucking idiot?
1: <laughs> well, it's also funny that you actually oh. thought the show would have legs, man. <laughs> you're like, by, you know, I mean... But that's like I was around three guys once that were all warm up acts for for various. uh, One did um, Rachel Ray, one did Martha Stewart, and another. But those
0: guys get coverage. They get union.
1: That was it. One of them said because one like uh, one time Martha Stewart bought me a boat, and the other two are like, "Wow!" And then the other one goes, "Well, so and so got me this," and then the third one goes, "Rachel Ray gives me medical benefits," and the other two guys go, "Like fuck the boat! You get medical! (laughs) Holy (laughs) shit!" Like that like with medical, that would be the job. Like it's there's so many isn't it amazing sometimes how a comic accomplishes something yeah. that they're so happy and excited to have accomplished where you're like I would I would really kill myself if after all these years that's all I accomplished. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm almost jealous of you for being happy about that being enough because yeah. that is not enough for me, man.
0: I mean, I definitely relate to that cuz you know, I was staring down, you know, the barrel of the tunnel of total darkness, yeah. you know, after yeah. the second divorce and I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. What the in you know, like I've been there so many fucking times in my life. And then, like, you know, uh, like, the only thing that saves you is a new bit sometimes. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. And then you get that new seven minutes. So yeah. You're like, I'm all right. This is working. But then, dude, but the president, the thing about the
1: president is... Because you're the kind of guy that would even dissect it to the point where well, people have performed at the White House. Well, you're taking it to a whole new history level. The president came to you. I know. That's <laughs> a, I mean, that's it. Checkmate, baby. <laughs> Unless Billy Burr gets the Pope, you win. <laughs> I mean,
0: right? Joe Rogan
1: get the Pope, that's it. Otherwise, that's it, man. I mean, I need to. Did he use your bathroom,
0: by the No, way? but he left the cup. It's right here. Wow. I'll tell you the one great thing, and I appreciate my success, and I, I, I like that it was on my own terms. And I'm grateful and I like what I'm doing. Oh, here we go. though. let's see some old marin now, baby. <laughs> I came for this. <laughs> it's just that, like, you know, is I, you know, I don't fucking have to do it. I know, right, dude. I just like and I'm just starting to appreciate that. It's like, no, no, I'm not gonna play any improvs. You know why? Because they didn't give me fucking nothing ever. Why do I want to sell drinks right. for them? I don't right. need to do it. I don't, like i'm all right you know what it's yeah, not and yeah. now because the media landscape is so fucking fragmented they don't know what they're doing no one knows what they're doing i know exactly what i'm doing you know who my boss is fucking me that's it man <laughs> that's it that's the dream yeah that's why when my dad was going to become
1: a partner he was nervous about doing it and he always says my mom is like he was like should i do it it's risky and my mother goes to be your own boss are you crazy of course <laughs> yeah. you should do it and you know it's good to know uh, you know, I'm not saying the improvs, but the idea of like, you know, we all as comedians have these things that like, if I ever make it F this thing or F that person, you know, but I'm always afraid if I ever really make it like have some kind of crazy level of success yeah. that I'm going to be so happy, I'm going to forget my anger towards certain people. Uh, that's and it, not bad. Well, no, actually, I'm inspired to know that, you know, you still hold on to some of it because you ain't doing any improvs. Well, it's just weird because- I want like, to hold on to it. Yeah. I don't want to lose it. Well, some people well, deserve
0: it. Well, it's just a respect thing. Like, there's this idea that, like, you know, you eat all this shit Mm -hmm. for all this time, Mm -hmm. and then it's like, you know, I'm not Louis. I'm not a huge star, but I found my own little world here, you know, and I got my audience, I got my niche. But then there are these people that, like, really didn't help, and and really, you know, were were not very nice, and they didn't treat you well, and they didn't treat other comics well. Yeah, and and you know, then all of a sudden, you know, they're like, "Well, you, you ready now?" I'm like, "No." then why would I do that? Why, hungry, I, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's just a self-respect thing. Yeah. And, and, and there's, there's not many of those, but there's a few, cause I love doing comedy clubs and there's some people that run great clubs. I like independent clubs. Yeah. You know, I just did, I, I just did the first small theater thing recently and that was good, but I still like going, y'all you know, work for uh, helium. I'll work for, sure. for comedy works in Denver. And, you know, there's other clubs that, that, that I like, you know, that I, that I, I I'd like to go back to, yeah. but they're just like, there's some of, there's some people in this business where, You're like, I don't fucking, why would I do that? Because you just work the numbers in your head. Like maybe 10 years ago, if I had that opportunity, you'd be like, oh, I'm fucking doing it. But now it's sort of like, I don't need to do it. Yeah. But I mean,
1: have you ever taken it to the level without saying any names or anything where I, I, I aspire to do that, but to say, you know what, have that person call me directly and then when they get on just go just wanted to get you on the line to personally say yeah "Mm, go fuck yourself you know what i mean or or, or do you just do it secondhand leave it at that right
0: well i mean i i think i've said it on here but i but it it just becomes this weird you know there's a little more freedom now to you know it's sort of like because it doesn't seem like any of them really know what they're doing some guys you know that we know and we love you know for whatever reason who the hell knows in any you know given profession or at any given moment or they're just fucking huge and they own the world and they make a lot of people a lot of money yeah i I feel like i earn an honest living you know what i mean I mean More like that, dude. yeah but you know it's like if someone's offering me too much money for something I'm like yeah you yeah, maybe you yeah, knock a little off of that because I don't I don't know <laughs> no no no, no the- you got to get it for the
1: back end when you didn't get it back in the day when you deserved it <laughs> it's like when you're doing 65 because there's a cop next to you yeah once he gets off you're gonna do 85 <laughs> to make up for the 75 <laughs> you couldn't <laughs> do okay,
0: I'll think about it that yeah, way yeah man it's for the back pay but you came out you had a deal for a while right you did something uh
1: well no you know I, I had very various levels where I've never sold until last year uh finally i had the, another showrunner yeah. and uh, uh, a great team and i pitched to all the networks as i've done in the past and I got to tell you, man, like I remember pitching to CBS back in the day where like... Uh,
0: you must be great in the room, though. They must love you. You must be one of those guys who are like, this guy's fucking great, Uh-oh. and you leave, and you're like, so what happens now? Where's my... Where you-?
1: I, 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 You know, I like to think I kind of got to that point, because years ago, I'd be very nervous and stuff, but I, I left the room in CBS. Yeah. And I mean, because I even came in to start it out with uh, I, they were building a construction site next door, and I go, what's going on over there? And they go, oh, building another garage. And I, I turn around to the head guy, and I go, another garage? How many pitches are you here in a day that you need another seven story fucking garage in this place? I go, holy shit let's just toss a coin, see where it lands. Something like, like, let's just spin the wheel see where it lands. And the idea was being like, does it matter what I say right now? Right. And then we went into it and I had this great pitch and the point is I get on the phone with my wife afterwards and I said, listen I go, I'm always honest with you baby how things go and stuff. I go, if they don't buy this then I don't get this. I don't know what, I need to know what they're buying. (laughs) Because everybody was dying about so they did you know and then we wrote it and then it didn't go and uh you know listen that that part of the story why are we even talking about that i may as well tell you how close i came on a lot of no no but but it's part of the
0: fucking business but then you were you working with brewer for years right doing the radio show that was a lot of
1: fun i you know the thing with that is i busted my balls and i love doing that and i thought they would give me a show when we would stop doing ours and they didn't and i was so ticked at them i mean jim nothing he was great he was what an opportunity and stuff but I was really ticked it serious because I, I laid it all on the line for that. So then, you know, I was making good money and I, you know, was able to work out of the city and, and grow and make my first special that way. But, uh, you know, then I had to when that radio show ended, I'm hitting the road playing clubs that guys have been playing now for four or five years. Yeah. And I'm just starting to build that relationship. Yeah.
0: You got a little uh, yeah. draw out there?
1: Uh, some places Florida yeah. Florida's real good to me because they're all New York kind of people that's weird because that's the one place where I'm like I can't go down there well it's so ironic I don't want to be there but there's it's, people that like me there I don't even know
0: how to draw an audience there really yeah because like you know I'm like an alien you know like yeah. I, I think most of the kids that would like me they're like we gotta get out of Florida we can't stay you know what I mean <laughs> yeah it's yeah. just like I, I did the uh, hard rock once and it was like just like Oh my god what happened here yeah but what's it like to, for you now That was the last improv I played
1: but but it doesn't matter because the beauty of you the dream is like you can just go down down uh, down the hill and yeah. stay in town and only go for an expensive gig if you want but it's uh what's it like? When you can actually walk into a club and you you bumping people, you're next. Yeah, like I, I don't. Do, I don't do it. <laughs> I, I mean, you you got to do it. Like maybe not the first guy, but the two. I'm not waiting all night here. No, I don't.
0: I'm not really that guy, and I never feel like that guy. Like if I go to the comedy store, I put in my veils. You know, and I do my spots, and if I'm gonna come in, if I need to run six minutes, I'll call. I do, like you know, even if I go to New York, I don't even know who to call, or I always fuck up the days I got to put in my veils at the cellar. It was only like a month ago I, I said to I said to Noam, I'm like, you know, I don't never know what the days are. You like I always fuck up, and I never know. Sometimes when I'm going. he's like, just tell me when you want to come on. Yeah, dude. And, but I still feel weird because you know why? Because no matter who the fuck it was, yeah. that did that when I was waiting to go on. Yeah, I. I, I, it bothered me oh of course it was part <laughs> of it man it bothered but, all of us but I didn't
1: I'd, so I don't do it sometimes I felt like you know guys they'd be hanging out at the cellar and then they'd want to go on right before me I'm like I swear I feel like that motherfucker waited till it was my turn
0: you know I, and I know he didn't but I felt I, you You just I'll go up and tell him like if if I see Chris Rock I'm like can you just wait <laughs> oh man can you just wait I'm going on next can you just <laughs> can I just wait you know yeah. what I mean, and like, or if I see Chappelle coming I'm like, "When's he? When's he going on?" Because I'm going to go fucking home.
1: Well, come on, I mean, but what about the flip side? Because even now, when you go. When I walk down the street, there'll be three guys, one of them be like walk yeah. me the other two yeah. ones, and I'm fine with that. And you're not, cuz if you were you
0: wouldn't have brought it up and that's cool <laughs> No, no, of, I am because I know that's where it is. Like I am not You still
1: need that a little. Don't you need that a little? That's no, no, what no, I like. You. It.
0: I like it, but like I uh, you know, I don't know if I'm ever going to get those guys and I'm happy that there are people that get me. Yeah. Do you of know course. because of that was quite because like but but the the thing is is like and I, and I always knew it wasn't going to be a lot cuz just from what you were saying is like whatever the hell I was doing when I was a kid you know, it's, it's roughly the same thing. And so it was always sort of a fight. But I, in some part of me, I said, there's got to be people like me. Yeah. And I think that ultimately, because of the podcast, it wasn't necessarily comedy people. Like, I would get people coming to my shows who listen to the podcast. They're, they're sort of like, we should go support Mark. I've never been to a club before. Wow. So, like, it was this wow. whole new thing. Yeah, I'm, I don't think a lot of them are like, we're going to go to comedy every week. They're yeah. like, you, you know, they're, they're people that know me yeah. from the thing. The other thing I was going to say, though,
1: though, is honestly, when you're in a club and you're mm. hanging out, let's say you're in the city, maybe you have a cup of coffee, you go to a club. If they don't say, hey, you want to pop on? Is there a party when you leave going... Nobody's asking
0: me. No, I don't. I don't even expect to be asked. I don't what? see it that way. I would be.
1: I would be a little, I mean, you like would, what club? Any like club, the, any comedy club. You walk into at some point, somebody who works there should come up and go. Would you like to go on, Mark?
0: He, Marcos will do that over at
1: Eastville. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, any club would do that with you. Come on. I guess
0: maybe I don't. I don't do that enough. Maybe I should go try it a little bit. I imagine I could do that. You, you know, but I like I. I maybe I don't. I, I don't think I really acknowledge. You know what? What my place in the world is. You know, because I don't. I don't think to do that. I think like I didn't call in.
1: Uh well, either that or it's like you know, you're almost like I always deserved a parking spot in front of the studio, and now you have it, and you don't even want it. I just felt I deserved. That, that's all and that's a good place to be well, but i
0: do have that like I, yeah. like if someone asked me to come do something or you want and, and i'm like there's no place to park why, why the fuck am i going why, <laughs> yeah. why am i doing this yeah. like it does that that happens but it's more that like that kind of shit like there's no there's nothing like you don't have i can't just get food here you know, like it, it's stupid shit yeah. but the sort of going on thing yeah i i that wasn't a big i, I think the big payoff for me and i don't know just talking to you as a friend was just you know finally really enjoying doing it like i think you know i just had to do it for so long and i had to do it i just like i'm going out every night i'm going to do three sets and then at some point like five years ago i'm like i can't wait to get out there that's great but that took 20 years and that's the payoff like you know, I like I'll, I'll go to a place where I'm working, and I'll go look at the stage before the people come in. Even sometimes when there's people in there, I'll go in the back of the room just to look at the room and feel how they're feeling. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, I get up there and do it. And I like, mean, they work hard all week. They
1: save up their money. They get. I mean, they're getting dressed up, talking about how they're going to see you. That's yeah. It. Now, like, I really
0: think like you know, now it's yeah. totally different because I'm like, I hope I do a good show for. Them. Yeah. Before it was like, oh fuck, what am I gonna do with these people? <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 oh. that's... This is going to be man. a
0: disaster. Oh, like I just like true. I would just look at the room and be like, <laughs> "Oh, fuck. I'm fucked. There's no way." Yeah. The whole fucking time. That's so great though
1: that it's, uh, it came all the way back. I mean, and again, that leads me back to the beginning of this whole thing and how, you know, it had to happen for you because then I I I I could feasibly see it never happening for me. But like because there were certain guys where I'm like does it really, like, not happen for someone who's great? I mean, <laughs> my dad told me the cream always rises to the top. Eventually, oh. all that shit, you know. And finally, and, and when it did happen for you, boy, did it explode uh, to the I point know. where the presence is here. So, you know, it just it just always gave me faith. And I plug away, dude. That's, like, my second special. I'll never stop doing it. And guys like you have always inspired me, man.
0: Well, thanks, man. I think yeah. you're great. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy we got to talk.
1: Uh, I'm ecstatic, bro. This has been fantastic for me. I got a flight home now. It's, it's just, when are you going home? I got a
0: ten ten. Oh, you on now? Yeah. All right. Oh, I yeah. love you, buddy. Thanks for coming.
1: Are you kidding me? Thank you. Oh, can I just say, I got a podcast too? A little thing with sure, Sebastian. of course. Called the Pete and Sebastian Show with Sebastian. I like Mascarco. Sebastian so yeah, much. Yeah, no, I, re- I, I hope he knows that on. I like him. Yeah, well, you had him on, man. I mean, that speaks volume.
0: I know, but like, he's one. He's another one of those guys that's sort of like. I don't know if we'd hang out, you know, day to day. Yeah. But like, I always like watching him, yeah. and I he's like. He's a real character,
1: that guy. Oh yeah, yeah. He's very funny, <laughs> and that's all that matters, man. Right
0: when it comes to comedy, yeah, you know, absolutely. Wanting to watch the guy because like, when people are like, "What is this?" Guy. i'm like just just watch him yeah <laughs> like he's he's got a way about him i don't know what it is but he's he's really that
1: guy <laughs> you will laugh yeah, you, you know, will laugh both yes. of you thank you man thanks man thank you
0: <laughs> that was fun right pete corrielli again his um, showtime special let me tell you still on showtime you can get it on showtime on demand love that guy for those of you who are still here listening, I have a little treat for you. There's a new batch of Brian Jones WTF mugs going on sale today, starting at 12 noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Go to BrianRJones.com. Those are hard to come by. Small batches, folks. Artisanal. Go to WTFPod.com for all your WTF Pod needs. Um, what have I got today? What's in that Trello? So I'm going through a—that's a, a Earthquaker Devices Ghost Echo. But I got this weird batch of stuff from Crystal Radio, a handcrafted guitar pedal. I, it was some sort of Kickstarter campaign. I don't—I don't quite understand it all. But there was like coffee involved, and there was a CD and stickers, <laughs> and this beautiful-looking tremolo pedal. It's got a little twang to it.